this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we are on episode 153 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, as always, as you listen to the podcast, just let people know, however you can let them know, uh, to listen and be a part. We appreciate all the word going out, a lot of people letting people know how good uh, uh, it is to be able to connect the Word of God to what we deal with every single day. So Facebook, Twitter, text, whatever it takes. And uh, really, Pastor, I really think, you know, and I know I say this often, but it's so important for people to understand the Bible is just not some dusty book that's up on a shelf that we read on Sunday mornings. It really does apply to and affect our lives every single day. That's kind of why God gave it to yeah. us. God so, gave it to us so it could affect our lives and yeah. change what we live Amen. every single day for sure. Amen. And we're going to talk about something that affects our every one of our lives. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'll start by saying this. Who doesn't like to take a nap? You know, you say, oh, if I could just have a nap, I'd be so yeah. good. You today. take a lot of naps, Pops? I do not. I take, I take one and it's on Sunday afternoon and it's about for 30 minutes Mm. and, uh, that's it. And typically if I take a nap during the week, I have, I fight it, but if I take a nap, then I won't be able to sleep at night. Yeah. Sundays, not so much. (laughs) Really? Seriously. I usually take a nap on Sundays. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a preacher. Preachers only work one day a week. So (laughs) you got to take that when you work hard for that one day, you got to take a nap. And yeah. I, I know it's so much more than that, but, but really we are going to talk about the importance of rest yeah. because life is not all work. There is rest involved. That's right. And so if you're listening to this podcast on the day of release, uh, I'm not here. Yeah. I'm gone. We're missing you. Thanks, man. I do. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying I'm it right I'm now. I'm missed already. I'm on vacation. I like the I like the control that you bring into the office. The because control. <laughs> well, when people, well, that when people know you there, <laughs> anyway, I'm not getting into it. I just, you know, I'm an old guy. I want quiet and peace and all those yeah, things. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I'm, I miss being you. So I, I am on vacation this week. So this episode is obviously uh, recorded before I'm on vacation. I call it vacation, but my family doesn't really take vacations. They just kind of get together. Well, I mean, yeah, it's with family. So my family is with my parents this week and my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece. And so, you know, while we are at Myrtle Beach this week, Mm -hmm. um, it's still more visitation. Uh, Oh, yeah. Visitation. Visitation. And then we'll go sometime (laughs) in July to New Orleans to see Stacy's parents. And that's visitation. And I've heard a pastor say before that when kids are involved, it's never vacation anyway. It's, it's a field trip. <laughs> it is a field trip. Yeah. And it's, it's work. Vacation is when it's just you and your spouse and that's it. Oh, so that's okay. vacation. Just you and your spouse getting away to rest and, and everything else is their field, field trip or visitation. So, well, in, in that light, then my wife and I are taking a real vacation. We're going Friday and then Saturday we're going to be, you know, celebrating our 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah, we didn't get, we're just, we're doing a, we're doing it here, but we're actually you're like a staycation is what that's called. We're checking out. We got some things we want to do around here. We want oh, yeah? so we're going to do that. What are you going to check out? Um, well, we like to go bird watching for one, one thing. Isn't that boring? <laughs> Isn't that boring? <laughs> Dude, I can't move. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, I can hardly walk. <laughs> so, 
Don't make fun of me. I've, I've had to find things that are interesting to me that I don't have to walk what with. What a way to celebrate 40 years of wedded bliss. We're going to go watch birds. They're beautiful. <laughs> they really are. I mean, you live in, in Charleston, South Carolina, and one have, of the most wonderful cities in the world. I and know. you're going to take your wife on your 40th anniversary celebration to watch birds. Well, if if, if she wants to. She, she might change her mind <laughs> yeah, after she goes... We, we, we are going to go out to eat dinner downtown Charleston, so we're going to go to... Where are you uh, going to watch birds? Uh, they have a place out that direction on 17 <laughs> that you can direction. go to, and that direction the you can go to. The bird watching place. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they met, they designed it so you can watch birds. They have, so <laughs> what kind of birds are you going to watch? Well, do you know, like last time we saw, a, paint, flies we saw a painted bunting. That I don't a, know what that is. That is a beautiful bird. It's like, it literally looks like somebody painted it with all different colors. You get to feed the birds? You can if you want to. You really? Yeah, but I don't bring feed because <laughs> they feed them. So, I mean, there's nothing against it. And we get to see alligators and other things too while we're you there. watch the alligators eat the birds? <laughs> so anyway, that's my idea of rest, brother. <laughs> Bert, well, I mean, you know, that would put me to sleep real quick. But isn't that rest? If it puts you to hey, sleep. Hey, man, I, whatever. You go watch your birds. That sounds like a wonderful anniversary trip that you have planned. That's so romantic. Uh, it's old, man. We're old people. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was trying not to call you old I know, this and episode. You're so I was kind. really trying. You're trying. Because I call you old every way, single episode. By the way, I was, you, trying, I was really trying hard, but yeah, that's you, an old man. You thing. have not. Oh, oh, there it goes. I was going <laughs> to say you have not, but. I, <laughs> but I, you brought I, that one on yourself. I claim that you moniker. You brought that on yourself. Okay. Oh, goodness. So we're going to talk today about eight ways to rest well. Yeah. So how do we do that, brother? Yeah, so we, we need to talk about this because because uh, for some of us, we don't rest well at all, right? And so just that idea of, of a scriptural principle that God has created us to find rest, mm-hmm. right? And to rest. Rest isn't a bad thing. Rest is a good thing. And, and ultimately... Um, we're going to rest forever with Christ, right? That when we enter into eternity, we are entering into the rest of Christ. Mm-hmm. Where, where That doesn't mean we're going to be inactive for eternity, right. obviously. I think we're going to serve for all of eternity, but it's a restful service, mm-hmm. right? That we're going to um, not be burdened by sin and mm-hmm. sorrow and pain and disease and all those kinds of things. We're going to be r- completely at rest, at peace with Jesus. And so, so you think about, you know, uh, the rest we experience in this life, it really is in a lot of ways pointing to the ultimate rest that we will someday experience with Jesus Christ. Amen. So, so anyway, let me give you why we need to rest before okay. we talk about how we do it well. So here's why we need to take time to rest. Obviously, there are physical reasons because you are human. And if you don't rest, you're going to get sick, right? If you mm-hmm. don't rest, it's going to mess with you um, physically. It's going to mess with you, you know, psychologically. I mean, if you don't rest, it's just not good for you. And, and you and I, we know people that, that don't rest well because of that. I mean, they're, they're, that does turn into a lot of health problems mm-hmm. and not only health problems, but, but family issues and all kinds of things. And so, so you need to, it's just, you know, physically speaking, it is good for you to rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how many hours of sleep you get at night, Trey? I try seven. I think that's yeah, pretty accurate. That works for me, right? I know that if I don't get seven hours of sleep a night, that it does affect me physically. You know, our, our student minister, Jay, you know how many hours he sleeps a night? About three. He sleeps like 30 minutes a night. I don't yeah, know I how know, he does it, crazy. but it's crazy. And then, and he's fine. He he's goes fine. all the way. Now, he drinks about four gallons of coffee a day. Yeah, he does do that. Man, every time I see that man, he's got coffee. All the time coffee. He does like the caffeine. But anyway, I guess, I mean, he just doesn't need to sleep. But whatever, I need seven hours of sleep, and that helps me to feel, you know, rested and all those kinds of things. But but, but that, that idea of rest, I need to rest because it is a reminder. Rest, your need to rest is a reminder that you are limited, mm-hmm. right? 
That's right. I can't. I can't stay up. I can't, you know, go hard all the time as much as I want to. I can't. My body will not allow me to go hard all the time as much as I might want to. That rest that I need every day to go to bed and sleep seven hours or to take a vacation, you know, every, you know, six months or so, that that rest is a reminder mm-hmm. that I am limited. And it's also a reminder to me that while I'm limited, God is not limited. Amen to that. Right. Thank, I mean, he is you. not. And so you have that, that passage in, in, in Psalm 121.4 where, where the psalmist reminds us that, that God does not sleep nor does he slumber. Mm-hmm. Right? He's always at work. Right now, I, we understand that that you know when God created the heavens and the earth, you have Genesis chapter one, and on the seventh day He rested. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's setting a pattern for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we we serve a God that I mean, you can trust God is is the point that that you can go to bed at night and lay your head down, and you can trust that God is at work on your behalf, and and you don't have to worry, you don't have to stress, you can actually rest because God is in control and He knows what He's doing. Right, and so that rest is a reminder mm-hmm. that I'm limited. I'm uh, finite, but God is infinite. He knows what he's doing and I can trust him while I'm resting to be at work for my good and his glory. Uh, so that's a good thing, right? That, 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 that I need that rest is, is a physical thing. I physically need it, but also need it just as a reminder that I'm limited mm-hmm. and, and, and that in my resting, I can trust God that he, he's at work on my behalf. Right. You know, and that gives me great comfort to know that I can wake up at three o'clock in the morning with some burden on my heart and I can pray, and yeah. I'm not saying, "Oh boy, I might wake up God. I, I better be careful yeah, here." Yeah, yeah, He's always yeah. available, he's always, always accessible, avail- and He's always available all the way around the world yeah. in every time zone yeah. at any time. Absolutely right. Uh, so those kind of things just blow our minds. That's but, exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. So then the question becomes, and this is where we get into the eight reasons or eight um, eight ways uh, we rest well. How do I rest well? That's the question. Okay. Well, let's talk about them. Eight ways to rest well. The first one is this: Don't feel guilty. For resting. Yeah, I think that's what happens to a lot of us. And I think I've um, even experienced that. So so you know, everybody's job is different. Everybody has a different kind of career. And, and for some of us, it's hard to turn the job off. Mm. Not only is it hard to turn the job off, we feel guilty for turning the job off. Yeah, we do. Right? Uh, you think about the nature of ministry that we do, Trey. There's always something. Always. I mean, and 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 and, and that's reminded me too. Again, I'm, I'm finite. I can't do everything. Um, but there's always something to be done in ministry. There are always problems to solve, always the next message to prepare, always that hospital visit to make, that phone call to make, whatever the case may be. There's always, and, and, and I don't know if you feel this way, Trey. I mean, I do. you've been doing this, you know, a little bit longer than I have. I've been doing it for a couple of decades now. Um, but just that feeling of um, when I go home in the afternoons, I never feel like I've finished the job that day. Oh, I, every, every right? time. It's like I work hard all day long and I work to get accomplished things yeah. but even so you you go home and you just have that i don't know what it is it's that tinge yeah, of yeah. i didn't get it ah, done yeah, i didn't I d- get it done and yeah. that's just kind of the nature of ministry and there are other careers like that right mm-hmm. where you you just you just leave the day uh, where you, you feel like you know you're incomplete you didn't get it all done and and that's and so you then when you take time to sit down in the evening and then you know enjoy, enjoy a long meal with your family or go to a ball game or whatever it is to kind of uh, you feel guilty because your mind's thinking, well, what did I did not get done and yeah. what do I need to get done? And then if you're like me, um, sometimes you'll turn on that computer late at night and start to uh, do a little more work because you didn't get things done and, and you feel there. guilty. You feel Been guilty so for many times. when you have that moment to rest, when you have that moment at the ball game with the kids and you're trying to enjoy the game, you mm-hmm. feel guilty because I should be working because, you know, I get paid to work and I didn't get the job done and all, all those right. kinds of things. And, and I'm just telling you that the older I get uh, and the 
um, hopefully the, the wiser I get and the more mature I get, the more I realize, you know what? I ain't got to feel guilty about it. It's okay. Mm. I think that, maturity gives you some of that, yeah. but I'm just telling you at 61 years old, it's still there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hopefully it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. Sometimes it is though. Yeah. There are th- Thursdays in particular when I leave on Thursdays, I just feel like, Oh, I don't want to go home. Coming and, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go home yet. I got too much to do. There's too much coming up and da, 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 so. And I'm still bad about checking my phone and checking emails into the night and those kind of things. But I'm getting better about not feeling guilty for being at the ball game with my kids mm-hmm. and watching them play or being at that school event or even just sitting down with the family and watching a movie or whatever the case may be, uh, those things are needed too, right? And just kind of remembering, and, and, and this is where we get out of balance with life, right? Just remembering those priorities, my mm-hmm. priority. While God has called me to a ministry and I want to do that well, God has also called me to shepherd my family and he has called me to uh, uh, give them my best as well. And so so I, I need to rest from my work mm-hmm. so I can focus on this gift of family that God has given mm-hmm. me so I don't need to feel guilty at all about that. Yeah, and I think that it's a, it's it's a discipline of the faith as well. Yeah, I, I think you know we have got to make that choice yeah. to say I am going to. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm not going to use the colorful language that this preacher did, but one of our great Southern Baptist preachers said that he pulls the curtains down and into the day and tells the world to go to the devil. Well, you, know? you could do that too. <laughs> no, but my point <laughs> is that you know, in your brain, you need to have some kind of a curtain that you pull down, yeah. you know, and you yeah. say, I'm done. Yep. You know, done what I can do for the day. Tomorrow's yep. a new day exactly. with its own, you know, and that's the scriptural principle too, right? I mean, while I don't worry about the things uh, of tomorrow when today has enough uh, trouble, trouble of its own, right? Amen. That's Matthew chapter Amen. six. Jesus talks about that. So don't forget, feel guilty for resting. Number two, know the difference between rest and laziness. Yeah. So I say this because some of you rest too much, mm. right? I mean, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, maybe you don't, but, but there are people in our culture that would certainly uh, tend towards laziness, right? And, and they never work hard. Mm-hmm. So, so I think about it this way, right? That, that rest is a reward for my hard work. I work hard so that I can enjoy that time of rest and mm-hmm. let that rest refresh me. Uh, the reality is some people need to get a job yeah. and some people need to get up and do something. Some people need to get up earlier in the morning and make the most of the days that God has given them for his glory. And, and some of us, you know, just, I think just sit on our laurels way too much. And so understanding that there really is this, uh, this idea of laziness and, and the book of Proverbs talks often about this idea of oh, laziness and, and, yeah. and, and in a lot of ways condemns the sluggard, you know, that that's an unwise way to live when you're always resting, when you're lazy and sitting on your laurels and you're not doing anything productive for the kingdom. So you, you don't want to fall into that habit where you're always resting. You know, I mean, for me, laziness, um, can creep in a lot of ways, right? If I'm spending an exuberant amount of time, you know, on social media or whatever, that, that can be laziness. Or if I, you know, um, binge watch a series on Netflix, I mean, it's okay to, to watch a little TV, but binge watching and spending eight hours watching a, a show one day, you know, that, that might not be the best use of time. And so just kind of figuring out, okay, am I resting well, mm-hmm. or am I just being lazy, mm-hmm. right? And so, so being lazy is it's that lack of motivation, uh, to, to, to do anything productive. Mm-hmm. Where resting is I'm recharging so I can be productive again after I rest, right? So just understand, don't feel guilty for resting, but also know that there's a difference between resting and laziness. Resting, again, is that that recharging of, of myself mm-hmm. so that I can get back out there and continue to be productive for the kingdom. You know, I, um, I think COVID has hurt 
this idea of a work ethic a lot because now people are trying to figure out ways that they can get out of work. Yeah. Yeah. Not that they haven't always done that, but it just seems to be much more pervasive in our culture, for instance. And the way you know that is because of comedy. A lot right. of our a lot of our shows are about, you know, how do you get out of work? Yeah. How do you how do you call in and make them think that you're working when you're not? You know, all those kind of things that are just uh uh, counterproductive to, to a biblical ethic of work. Yeah, work, yeah. And, and work is not a four-letter right. word. That's it right. is not a four-letter right. word. That's right. Understanding, um, you know, the, the scriptural design for work. Now mm-hmm. we know because of the fall that 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 work is cursed. That work is going to be hard. That's going to be challenging. Yeah. You know, there's going to be thorns in our work and weeds in our work. We understand that because of the fall. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God created work. It's a good thing, right? And to to enjoy our work and want to work. I mean, I, I love working, mm-hmm. right? And and I know many as of you who are listening I. love to work as well. And so, so you know, just putting it in its proper perspective, putting work in its proper perspective and putting rest in oh, its proper perspective. That's a good way to say it. Right? Number three, have a rhythm to your rest. So, yeah. Go. So you just think about it because that is the scriptural principle, right? You, you mm-hmm. think about um, the, the Sabbath rest. Now, now, when we think about Sabbath, we have to understand that ultimately Jesus is the Sabbath. I mean, Jesus said that, mm-hmm. right? You know, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. So, so when you get to the Gospels, Jesus is the Sabbath. He, our ultimate rest is found not in a day of the week. Our ultimate rest is found in a person. That's why when you get to Hebrews chapter four, which you were talking about earlier, Trey, before we mm. start recording, that that you've been reading through Hebrews chapter four. Yeah. But but this idea of of where in Hebrews four, the writer calls us to pursue that eternal rest. That mm. that rest is found ultimately in Jesus, not in a day of the week. And so that that Sabbath you see in the Old Testament, it was pointing forward to a reality that is found in Christ, right? But there is a principle there that that principle of Okay, setting aside time mm. to be refreshed in your walk with the Lord. And that, that rhythm of work six days, rest one day. Work six days, rest one day. Now, um, you know, in, in our church, we wouldn't necessarily be Sabbatarians, mm. right? We say the day is sacred as far as, you know, on the, you know, you think about, um, well, Jewish Sabbath person. means Saturday. Yeah, you think about so, a Jewish person who yeah. would, you know. We've been still, there, brother. Yeah, we've been there, who would still <laughs> observe the Sabbath in that sense. We're rolling a walk a certain number of steps. We're not going to push the elevator button, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're not there, but we do believe that there's something, I say, there is something sacred, if you will, about taking a day and mm-hmm. and and saying, okay, today I'm going to cease from my working activities, right? I'm going to cease from the job I have and I'm going to use this day for something else to be recharged, to rest, uh, to pursue something else for the glory of God, you know, those kinds of things. And so, so having that rhythm is really important. So that, that weekly rhythm, I'm setting aside a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is setting aside a day to, to, um, you know, enjoy God's creation, do something else. But hopefully during that day, you're setting aside, we'll talk about this later. You're taking time that day to actually, mm-hmm. uh, use it for the glory of God, reflecting on relationship with him, growing in him, those kind of things. Right. But that, that, that rhythm to your rest, but not only weekly, even daily, having time that you're pulling away each day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about getting up in the morning and having my time with the Lord. To me, that's rest. It is. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm time. retreating for an hour uh, just to spend time reflecting on the word, uh, praying, uh, maybe reading um, a devotional book or whatever the case may be. That That is rest or pulling away in the afternoons after I get done here at the office or whatever the daily activities are uh, that are in my job, pulling away and, uh, you know, spend some time with the family, going to race, you know, RC cars, with the boys or going yeah. fishing or whatever the case may be that, that that's rest, right. Or even in the evening to sit down and, um, 
enjoy some time with my wife and uh, maybe watch a show or read a book. I mean, all that's pulling away some time in my day just to be refreshed. And that's good. And so there's this rhythm of work, rest, work, rest, work, rest. And so establishing that rhythm is a really, really important thing. And that leads us straight into number four, which is, and I like this, rest when you rest. Yeah. Now we've already hit on this a little bit, so we won't talk too much about this, but just rest when you rest, right? Rest is a time to be refreshed so you can get back on your job, that that thing that God has called you to do uh, six days a week or whatever the case may be, five days a week, and to do it well. And so when you rest, rest. Mm-hmm. And, and that again, that that's been... You know, I'm the kind of guy that my mind's always turning, right? So I'm always thinking about, okay, what's the next thing I got to accomplish and all that, and just learning how to not do that as much. And when I'm resting, to be in the moment. If I'm again, if I'm at the boys' ball game, be in that moment. If I'm spending time with my wife, try to be in that moment the best I can. Whatever I'm doing during that that time I've set aside to rest, I want to be in that moment, enjoy that moment, and not let. See, my fear is that you know. 10 years from now, when my kids are out of the house, yeah. right, then we'll look back and say, I should have rested better with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so rest when you rest. You know, I just think it's it's with our job that we do, or I shouldn't say job, but ministry that we do, um, it's such a brain-oriented ministry. It is. You know, we're contacting, we're talking, and it's people-oriented too, but so much is done in our brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so part of resting for for me especially, I've got to just have, I can't think anything. I just yeah. got to, I just got to veg. I mean, and, and yeah. that's what the beauty of my time with the Lord in the morning mm-hmm. is that's what, that's what it is to me. Yeah. I don't have to, it's not that type of a thing. It's a time with the Lord and it's very, very invigorating and very energizing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And I, I like this one and I love hobbies. Yeah. But, uh, but I, <sighs> This is what really just, I have not been able to do what I want to do recently. So it's mm. been very frustrating. Mm. But that's number five, find, find a, hobby. a hobby. Yeah. F- hobbies really do help you rest because because I'm the kind of guy uh, that I can't do inactivity. Mm-hmm. Right? To me, I, would ag- I, I mean, can agree with there's that. some people that really do enjoy sitting down in the evenings and watching their favorite show, and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's fine. It's just not my thing, right? If I'm going to sit down and watch a show in the evening, I'm going to fall asleep. I just am, right? I just, that's just what it is, right? I mean. And you um, don't even go to movies for that reason, right? I don't, I don't go to movies because I'll sleep. Not because you're not a gonna, spiritual. Yeah, but no, I know. I mean, movies are great, whatever. I mean, I like to watch movies. It just usually takes me three months to watch one movie because uh, I fall asleep every yeah, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, that just that's just me. If I get still, I'm going to sleep, you mm-hmm. know? And so, to, so there have been many a shows that Stacey now has started to watch and we have never finished. Many of them. Um because I, I just can't stay awake. Mm. So so for me, uh, it's much more restful. Now, obviously, sleeping is restful, but um, it's much more restful for me as far as that mental um, rest and is to, to do to find a hobby. Now, I, I'm not the best at hobbies because uh, um, you know, I kind of joke sometimes. Uh, my hobby is my kids, mm. right? I mean, that's that's what I got. I'm in that season yeah, you of have life. To do that. Yeah, and that's fine. I enjoy it, right? I'm, I'm in that season of life where I can't go spend, you know, four or five hours on a Saturday playing golf or whatever the case may be, not with children. I have to give my time to them. So my hobby, my hobby is centered around what can I do with my kids, right? So, so my boys, you know, they love fishing. And so, so that's, that's a hobby that, and, and growing up, I didn't do any of that. So I'm learning about fishing and how to do it better and all those kind of things. And I'm enjoying it. And, um, but that, that's, that's become a hobby that I do with my family that does give, you know, rest. Or one of the things my boys have gotten to in the past years is for Christmas, uh, Luke wanted a, um, um, a remote control car. Mm-hmm. So I invested and I, and I got one of those nicer ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a couple hundred bucks and, and got one of these, you know, like real deal remote control. Cars. And it's fun, man. Oh, I don't know man. If, 
And so then when I bought him I one, one too. yeah, I had bought him one. Then I had to have another one. Um, and so, um, we bought another one. So we had two and we, we found this little, uh, race car track down close to our house out in Monk's corner. There's an RC race car park, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of fun. All these jumps and it's really, really fun. So we had two cars. And so this, my boys did this. They, my boys, they went in together and pulled their money and they've already given it to me. They bought me an early father's day gift. They bought another race car. Oh, so now we have three, cool. all three of us can race. So, oh, but we've cool. enjoyed that. That's been a fun hobby, learning how to take those things apart and make modifications and then go racing them. It's been a lot of fun. That's been a good release mentally for, for me. And it also has helped me spend time with my boys. Right. And, and, and those things are good to have those hobbies. Um, some of our hobbies, you know, can, can actually benefit our family. Like for me, um, you know, you know, I've been playing the piano since I was five mm-hmm. years old. I, that was at one point a profession, yeah. Uh, but now it's more of a hobby because I don't get paid for it every day like I did at one point in my life. Um, but, you know, I still teach some piano and those kind of things. That's a hobby. It's something I do on the side, but it also it helps me to make some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Right. But it does it that that that's restful for me to sit down and encourage and coach someone as they're learning how to play the piano. I mean, I don't, I don't consider that work. I consider that kind of a break from my normal career. Right. Mm-hmm. And so so find those things is 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 really, really important because those those hobbies. Now, you got to be careful your hobbies because it can consume too much time and consume too much of your resources. Certainly can. But those things do provide a good way to rest from that that normal activity and daily grind of a career. All right. So find a hobby and then number six, include your family in your rest. Right. Which we're not just, just about, about you in other words. Right, right, right. So again, if you're if you're like me and you're in that stage of life where you have children, it's just trying to find out how find ways to rest with your family. And that's why setting aside that time. Now we need individual rest. I need that time to pull away by myself, to reflect on my relationship with God, to uh, to regroup, to read a book. I I need that, but also I need to rest with my family to just enjoy life. Mm. Right. Whether that is going to the RC park and racing our cars or whether it's going fishing or whether it's going, you know, on a hike in the mountains. We love to do that. Those kind of things. I mean, pulling away and then just enjoying each other and enjoying God's creation is a big deal. And so resting with my family is really, really important. And so so making the time for that. And again, for me, it, it is doing that in such a way where I'm trying to not to focus on my job while I'm with them is focusing on them mm-hmm. and just enjoying life with them. Yeah, we used to race um, uh, go karts. Yeah. And so the boys loved it. I mean, they just adored it. And yeah. so we would literally pull away on that Saturday. And that, that Saturday, once a month, was given two mm. racing go-karts. Mm. And uh, they, they will never forget that, yeah. you know, that yeah. time. And we spent years doing that. So it was a cool thing to do. It's very similar. They had a race car, uh, racetrack in Monk's Corner. Yeah. We were in Utahville. We just drive down. So, huh. but but investing, you know, I could have said, ah, this is my thing. I'm doing it. Yeah. But I wanted my boys involved That's right. That's in, right. in what I enjoyed doing. So. That's right. That's good. That's All good. right. Uh, number seven, turn off. Are you for real about this? Yeah. Turn off your electronics? Is Every that for real? now and then you probably should do that. <laughs> because think about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. Well, yeah. I mean, people. sometimes Ooh. I do. Um I think sometimes we'll mindlessly scroll on Facebook or Twitter oh, yeah. or Instagram That's or whatever the case may be. And and that is our way of escaping. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, it's not all that restful mm-hmm. because what happens when I scroll Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, I get riled up. I am the same way. You know Kelly says, you need to put that thing down. Yeah, because you'll see somebody post something like, oh, what's wrong with you? Why would you post that? Right. Or you, you read something political or more something controversial. And mm-hmm. so, so oftentimes, you know, electronics, especially if I'm, I'm scrolling down the feeds, you know, it, it's not restful at all because it's just riling me up. Mm-hmm. And so, so just disconnecting, 
uh, from from all the media sometimes is really helpful. Read a book; it's really good for you, right? Or books go don't fishing. have commercials. No, they don't have commercials. You know, they don't and, distract you with political it, opinions right? it and helps all those. Grow things. your mind and all. So that that's not a bad thing. So so just take some time every week and turn off your electronics and. You'll be okay. You know, to some people, reading is, a, is, a, is labor. Yeah. And, you know, I love fiction. I, I'll re, I've read Christian fiction just about my yeah. whole life. And, I mean, that just is very restful to me and very enjoyable. I know? try to make that a habit because I, I, I read the majority of what I read is nonfiction. Mm-hmm. But just throw me a too. fiction book every now and then is really helpful and restful. You're right about that. And then number eight, reflect while you rest. Yeah. So one of the reasons why God has um, given us the principle of Sabbath is so we can set aside time to reflect on who uh, is in control, who we can trust, who is the God of time, and that's God himself. And so, so man, just making sure that you do have that rhythm where you are resting in your relationship with God daily for sure. Yeah. But then just setting a time, that extended time. You know, you, know, you think about Sunday morning. Mm. I hope that when you come to worship at Northwood or whatever church you may attend, that it's restful. Yeah. That, that it's helping you to think about who's in charge, who's in control, and how you can live for him, and reminding you of the mission, his purpose, and all those kind of things. And so, so you know, reflecting while you rest, making that extended, uh, having that extended period of time where you are focused in on your walk with Jesus, thinking about what he's doing in your life, and what he's calling you to, and how you can respond to him, all those kind of things is really important. And that is restful. Amen. You know, we're, we are, both of us, I think, are hard chargers, hard drivers. I mean, we're those kind of people. I, I need this today, what we just talked about. Mm. I need this. Yeah. There are people out there, though, that need the other way. They need to understand. <laughs> Go that, get a job. Yeah. Not even getting a job. It's not about getting out of as much work as you possibly can. So here's my question for the morning we'll close with, and that is how do we balance that out? How do, yeah. how do we know we're balanced? Uh, what What is a good way to say, okay, this is how I'm balanced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if we ever achieve perfect balance, obviously. I think it's yeah, always a struggle to figure happen. it out. But I, but, but I think that if you come home in the afternoons tired, mm. <laughs> you're probably doing what you need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I think, you know, just, just evaluating your day. Mm-hmm. H- have I given my best in my career or whatever that thing is that God has called me to? And have I also given my best? Uh, to him and the way that I'm Amen. resting in him. And so just constantly evaluating, have I given my best in what he's called me to? And have I given my best in, in just that that reflection of my walk with him? I mean, I think if you just ask that question, that's probably going to help you to determine how you're doing in this area. Yeah. But but I'm, I think for most of us, for most of us listening, because uh, I, I, I know our people, and I don't know everybody listening, but if you're part of the Northwood family, I probably know have some idea who you are. Um, I think for most of us, what we struggle with is not, resting well yeah we we live in a culture that pushes us to work 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 mm-hmm. and i know for most of us we're we're running like crazy people all over the place trying mm-hmm. to accomplish this accomplish that and and it's okay to slow down and rest and that's why we love summer oh, that's yeah. why i love you know being at the beach this week and just taking some time to um to vacate and you know re- relax a little bit all those things are good so this summer make sure you take some time to rest Well, brother, thank you for sharing your thoughts on rest. Like I said, this has been very beneficial to me. So as we think about these things, close us out and get us ready for next week. All right, Trey, enjoy your bird watching this weekend. I will. Yep. Uh, God bless you. I hope you've had an encouraging time with us as you've listened to the podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.